โอเคอ uh, I did my minimum animal and I caught a what's that? Caught a tiger by his tail. Yeah, the tiger is a worm. <laughs> he will lead the next meditation, which will not be next Friday because I will not be here. But he can lead. He can still come here and then keep the momentum going. I'll be here next following Friday. Okay. And he will have to meet with me first. <laughs> Okay. Uh, I bought a little reading. I'm not going to read everything that's in my hands. Don't worry. Uh, the the practice that I've been trying to uh, get you to cultivate. Without having to say it's from somewhere, that and uh, so you wouldn't say, oh, I have to do it because it's from somewhere, okay? But so introduce it into you in such a way while you're doing the meditation, so you can see the relevance of it. Now that you're familiar with it somewhat, and if for some reason you th your mind is without your without your uh, how do you say without you elucidating it, uh, uh, what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> without you calling it forth. <laughs> And for some reason, doubts comes in your mind. Say, <laughs> he made that up. <laughs> I'm not believing that. And uh, so, I'm addressing that that doubt that you didn't call forth, <laughs> but it's still there in your mind. I'm reading from a sutra. Okay. Uh, here's the Buddha talking about how to meditate. I'm not going to read. I'm not going to read everything. I'm just going to read. The lines that are relevant. <laughs> uh, there is a case where a practitioner, having gone to the wilderness, to the shade of a tree, or to an empty building, don't do that in New York, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Sits down, folding his legs crosswise, crosswise, holding his body erect, sitting mindfulness in the front of him. Okay. Now that part, that's where in the, within the Mahayana tradition, uh, with, uh, I'm not sure if it's every Mahayana tradition, but within the Mahayana tradition in Tibet, that's why you're asked to visualize somebody here, is to help you keep the mindfulness here, as keeping to the instruction of the Buddha. Always mindful, okay? And it begins with the breath. And you train yourself to, be, to just discern the breath. Not controlling it, just discerning it. And he goes into this is a sutra. It goes. In, it gives you all different kinds of breath to, for you to be for you to be aware of. It's long. Just discern it. Oh, it's long. If it's short, just know it's short. And while all this is happening, I'm going to skip now. This is about the breath and the da da da. You already know that. And he says he trains himself to breathe in this way. And while he's doing that, he's making and he's being sensitive to rapture. This is what I call pleasant sensation in the body that transforms into ease. So they're using the word rapture here. But I'm not sure if rapture is quite, uh, the rapture is a bit intense. So it's not as intense in the beginning. So just a pleasant sensation. And later on it becomes rapture. Okay? And this rapture, he describes 
until the end of the, the short sutra, pleasure, calming, satisfaction, sense of release. Okay. So now, this one, if you want to read it, it says Samyutta Nikaya Sutra. Verse 54. <laughs> okay. And, <coughs> excuse me. Within the uh, Theravadan tradition, there is, a, there is a, an emphasis on training in quietude, what they call access meditation. It's just, it's recognized while you're trying to get to meditation, there's a point called access. Okay? And they don't discuss, they don't spend too much time talking about it, how you get there. Okay? So they talk about the five obstacles as it relates to meditation, as it relates to getting to the, to the what, what is in Tibetan called Santen, what we, we uh, the word that we unanimously chose, whether you wanted, to, whether you knew, you, whether you knew it or not, is absorption. Okay, it's the five of. Never mind, there are five of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, and while you're doing that, uh, questions comes up about. Uh, this, I thought this might be a good little reading. This is an, another another sutra again. I love sutras. Uh, but the Buddha is making a distinction between what is uh, he says somebody who's not training, somebody who's I'm not sure if that's the exact word, but I like this the, this translator here, uh, run of the run, run of the mill person. That's how he says. That's somebody who's not trained, who's not like you. Okay, mm. run of the mill person. Uh, they have feelings of pleasure, they have feelings of pain, and they have neutral feelings. And he said, also somebody who is a practitioner has feelings of pleasure, feelings of pain, and feelings of uh, neutral feelings. What's the difference between, between them? And the Buddha is asking this question. So what, what difference, what distinction, what distinguishing factor is there between the two of them? And, the, and the, of course the disciple says, you, you tell us, give us the answer. <laughs> and the Buddha answers, I'm not going to read everything. Okay. He said, when the person who is untrained, the one, one of the milk person, not, not, not you, <laughs> when that person is touched by a feeling of pain, what happens? The one of the, the, one of the milk person sorrows, grieves, laments, beats his breast, becomes distraught. So, is in fact feeling two pains. He's exaggerating the pain that is that is just there. And because of his exaggeration, that's why his sorrow, grief, laments, beats his breast, and so forth. And here's something that is very interesting. That's why I told you, ignore it. You don't want to believe me. Here it is, the Buddha saying it. <laughs> As his touch by that painful feeling, that's the one of the male person, he is resistant. The Buddha says resistant? Talking about it, uh, he's not supposed to be doing that way? The one of the male person, the reason that he's 
sorrow, grieving, lamenting beneath his chest, it's because he's resistant to that painful feeling. And that resistance leads to obsession. And because he's obsessed, his mind is now, I got rid of this feeling. I got rid of this feeling. Now he's looking for another feeling to replace it. Now he's, what is he doing now? That person is training himself or in, enhancing attachment. Because when was the last time I wasn't feeling this way? Oh, that's when I was eating that ice cream. Or when I was watching that movie. So he's trying to get to that thing so he can have a pleasant feeling to replace it. He becomes obsessed. Therefore, strains and strengthens attachment. And that's the person who is not like you, who is the run of the mill. Okay? And when a delightful feeling comes, he becomes attached to it. He doesn't want to let it go. He wants to hold on to it. Reading, so on and so forth. <laughs> so, when the person like you, who is trained, who is on the path, who also gets feelings of pain, feelings of uh, uh, the other two, <laughs> he doesn't sorrow, he doesn't grieve, doesn't lament, doesn't beat his chest, doesn't become distraught. Why? He doesn't add to it. He doesn't exaggerate it. He says, oh, that's a painful feeling. Next. <laughs> okay. It's something that comes up, something that stays, and it's going to go away. That's what, that, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what, that's what you do. Does it, now, does that mean he's no longer having that pain? No. That pain is there, but he doesn't add to it. He doesn't prolong it by exaggerating it. Okay. And he is not resistant. Huh. So not resistant helps the pain not get, not get, uh, helps the pain not stay. It's, it's the very, it's when you're uh, resisting it. That's when, oh, I got your attention. Let me continue. Because I love that attention you're giving me. So, oh, it's, pain that, it's, it's the pain I'm giving you that's, make, that's making you finally pay attention to me? I'm going to give you some more pain. <laughs> okay. Ignore it. Eh, that's pain. This is samsara. That's what you get with this kind of body. You want pain? Get out of samsara. Okay? <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> that's what you get when you're here. You get pain. <laughs> you don't want pain? Well, go somewhere else. <laughs> oh! I guess I'm not making that up. I thought oh, I made it up. It's there. It's really so <laughs> Why is that person the person who's not who's not trained, he does not discern as it is actually is. What is the origination, what is the passing away, and so on and so forth. And, and, what is it by here, I just saw it. does not consider 
that there is that there is an escape. Mm-hmm. This thing is not something that's going to last forever. This condition is not a condition that I'm stuck with. Okay. So this conviction doesn't come to mind. That's why a person becomes obsessed. I got to get rid of this. What am I going to do? Who am I going to give it to? Who can hold it for me? Who I can make hold it for me? <laughs> and sensing a feeling of pleasure, he feels as though he's joined with it. Sensing a feeling of whatever, that person feels as though they are joined with it. That, so another way is saying that the person feels that this is me. This is who I am. I am painful. I am pain. Woe is me. And this is the, um, the run of the mill person. And that's why that person is joined with birth, aging, death, sorrow, lamentation, pain, distress, despair. <gasps> <laughs> and the whole mess of suffering and stress. Oh, there was another something. Yeah. Oh, that's about it. Yeah, yeah. That's enough. Anyway, I say, well, this is the difference, is the distinction. Okay. Ah, the, 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 you were practitioners. The reason that you're not, the, that what distinguishes you from when you feel pain, when you feel pleasure, when you feel uh, neutral feelings, the same way as the run of the mill person does, is because you know Dharma. You clearly see the world for what it is, and you clearly see that there is something beyond this way of existing. So when samsara is flirting with you, samsara cannot charm you. And when samsara tries to throw undesirable <coughs> things at you, you don't resist. It brings no resistance. You don't have any, uh, what you might call, self-existent aversion. And of course the Buddha is speaking. He has to end with a good note, but not me. Sorry. I have to end with the way Buddha ends. Knowing the dustless, soulless state, he discerns rightly, has gone beyond becoming to the further shore. Isn't that cute? <laughs> That's what awaits you. So when pain is trying to grab your attention, trying to make you think that that's it, you're stuck. This is, this is your your this is your reality from now on until time never ends. Go back to remember Nirvana and remember that you're on the path. And this is just something that's rising, staying a little bit, it's going to go away eventually. Okay.
Okay. That's it. Say something. <laughs> Still, we know more about the self-existent aversion. Please. The self-existent aversion. Uh, <laughs> uh, to put it in a, to put it in a, in a different way. That's when you become. That's when you become convinced that you have to harm someone or something in order for you to get rid of your pain. When you become convinced of that, when that thought is motivating you to action, you are caught up in self-existence aversion, self-existent aversion. And the reason I I put the qualifier self-existent in front of it because there's nothing wrong with aversion. For you to be discussed with samsara is the right attitude to have. Okay, but to become self-existently averted, averse, averse, averse—that word. (laughs) (laughs) Then all you do, what you get, what you motivate to do, is the very thing that will keep you here. Right. Um, now that you've been uh, uh, meditating for a while, sort of letting the strength of your will of your, uh, the strength of, remember, directing, what was the word? Directing, come on now, huh. two, other, two other things. Uh, uh, a practical a practical definition for meditation directing direct concentrating awareness, awareness. Uh, <laughs> concentrated mindfulness concentrated mindfulness not concentrated focus contemplating <laughs> do I have to give you a quiz everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I directed <laughs> doesn't stop. Continue. 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 Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> sustained, directed mindfulness. Sustained, directed mindfulness. Okay, remember that. Sustained, directed mindfulness. Okay. Right. Uh, so now that you've been doing that, uh, now you've been strengthening the ability to direct your mindfulness. And you want to keep it in a sustained, continuous uh, way. But you haven't been doing it directly. But believe it or not, you've been strengthening your ability to direct your mind. Just by strengthening your mindfulness. Okay? So in a way you've been directing your attention towards your mindfulness. Now that you've been doing this for a while, now we're going to have a little exercise of... Uh, consciously directing the mind. I'm, tonight you're going to, this, that's the exercise you're going to do. Uh, when, when, when the Buddha gets to the, uh, the, the higher meditations, no, the, the, the absorptions, it is that directing ability that actually takes you from one level to the next. It just, it's that directing ability that allows you to be able to do incredible stuff. It's not because you invoke some strange deity and then that strange deity says, oh, I feel pity for you, okay, give me 50 cents, and then, and then it gives you, okay, now you, can, now you can do this. Okay? It's the directing ability of the mind that allows it to happen. Okay? And I, never mind. <laughs> uh, so, you're you're going to uh, uh, exercise that mindfulness on that pleasant sensation that we call your sense sensitive to rapture. And you're going to simply, with a sense of confidence, tell your mind <laughs> to be calm. And you're not going to do it with with resistance. You're not going to do it with fighting. You're not going to be, uh, you're going to tell the mind to, to be calm and you wait for the mind to just follow the order. And when you tell the mind to be calm, don't wait with anxiety, with impatience, as though the mind is not going to be, to obey you. If you have that kind of attitude, the mind says, oh, <laughs> he has no power. <laughs> who, who, who do you think? Who that person take it? ordering me around. Doesn't that person see what I've done? Look around you. Look around you, baby. <laughs> I created this mess that you're in. <laughs> Trying to order me around. <laughs> but if you order the mind around, or tell them, give the mind an order, without any doubt in your mind that the mind is going to obey it, the mind gets freaked out. And then, the only way the mind will stop freaking out is to just follow your order. I better follow the person's order because I don't see any doubt in that person's mind. Maybe that person got some, you know, some weapon hiding somewhere. Why is that person so confident? I mean, I created samsara. <laughs> and this person is not afraid of me. So that's training, in, in, but you have to have a, a sense of it first. 
before you make, give any orders. Okay? If you don't have any sense of it, that doubt will be strong. And you just, you will have no power for that doubt to manifest and take over. You give the order, and then you, you just remember, a, like you say, uh, you're feeling a sense of a disorder, discord in the mind, and you give the order, okay, I want calmness. And as you say calmness, have a clear understanding of what calmness, calmness is. As though you're giving a blueprint, okay, here's the picture of what I want. And you just wait for it. And you wait for it with confidence that you're going to get it. Why? Because you give the order. That's why it's going to happen. Okay? And if any doubt comes in, don't try to, don't, don't get into a fight. Let it go. Okay? Run away and just watch, just watch the show happening in the mind. And when you start to feel that sense again, and then please uh, give the order. Okay? You should start to feel a significant uh, enhancement of that pleasant, ple ple pleasant sensation. Okay? So if you start to feel blissful, that's a good sign. If it's, if it's, if it's not creating discord where whatever pleasant sensation you were having before is not diminishing, that's still a good sign. If it's diminishing, that means you're fighting. So stop, if you notice yourself fighting, stop fighting. You should hold a very, a very confident state of mind. Okay? Alright? So that's going to be your, your meditation. I hope you like it. <laughs> so the disciple trains himself calming <laughs> the mind. Oh, it's not from here again. It's from, from the sutra. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I have a clear idea of what you're going to do. already feel that sense of confidence. that state of tranquility. The momentum of that
that sense of confidence, that determination, and help stabilize it by simply observing five cycles of breath. And when you're finished, and just sense, and then give the order for calmness to be felt in the body, in the breath, and the mind. And keep giving the order until that transforms into some sense of rapture.
whatever tranquil state you find yourself. If you haven't yet, bring the teacher into your heart center. And think of those places, events that are of relevant concern to you. And let the light of this experience go out to them, to those places, and bring about the change that is needed. you gain tonight to the achievement of your ultimate goal. Bring your attention to the breath. Through the breath, become aware of the body again. Deliberately be aware of the top of the head and continue to include more and more of your body until you're aware of the whole body from head to toes. disturb your bliss. <laughs> uh, I mentioned this in Connecticut and I feel like I should mention it here also. <coughs> Especially, uh, I think you're a bit, well, you've been coming, you've been having this class a bit longer. Uh, take it for granted that you have a degree of spiritual maturity and there are certain things that I will not feel the need to instruct you. Uh, if you don't hear me talking about them, it's because I already expect you to already have these. Okay? Either you're working with them or you've had some degree of, uh, of uh, progress with them. And what I consider to be uh, uh, what makes you spiritually mature is having living with living a life where you are considerate of others, where you don't need me to tell you to be considerate of others. Living a life where you're not seeking to harm others or seeking to respond harm with harm is because I consider you to be spiritual 
be mature and there's no need for me to, te have to tell you, oh, it says in a book or it says in a that you have to do not to do that. That's not, that's, I don't consider that to be a training that you need to hear from me. That's something that you're already taken care of, that you're working with. So if you don't hear me give instructions about be ethical, be ethical, be ethical, it's because I already trust that you are working with that. There's no need for me to. That's, that's for, I'm not trying to be arrogant, that's for little, little, little baby spiritual people. Okay? Be nice. It's good for you. Okay? You already know that already. Okay? And you're working with that. Right? Uh, and also, uh, I will not say too much things that are uh, to make just to make you feel good. I mean, sometimes you need that, but I won't. I won't be doing that too much. Okay. I want you to have experiences, real experiences. I don't want you just to have to feel good, so that you can stay on the path. As a matter of fact, I, that's why I even say, examine the path. If it's not for you, get out. Okay? If it's not doing anything for you, get out. I'm not afraid to say it. There's no quota that has to be met. There's no, uh, if, it, if you're not on the path now, you're going to be on the path sooner or later. Okay? Sooner or later, you will see that this is not where you need to be. You can be somewhere else. And uh, I'm trying not to say, <laughs> say uh, it keeps coming back. The little training <laughs> about be ethical, don't hurt these people, these are the ten things, there are fifteen things for you to be ethical. Uh, just, no. You're mature, okay? <laughs> I don't have to hammer it in your head and bore you with them. Okay. Okay. I trust you. Okay. I'm not afraid to tell you get out of the path if it's not for you. Okay. All right. <laughs> and the last thing about the meditation now. Uh, for those of you who trusted what I what I told you to do. So. Use an enticement to do it. If it feels like you're not doing anything spiritual, not only are you training your mind, the directing part of your mind, what doing this meditation is tearing down, tearing down, tearing up, tearing down, wearing away on that obstacle that I told you is the reason why you're not you're not in Chine. This meditation is actually. Uh, <coughs> You're moving slowly, what you call that? Those words. <laughs> it's, that's what it's doing to Nangenlen. Nangenlen is your obstacle right now. 
and this is a way of getting rid of it. That's why you are not in absorption. Forget about uh, uh, well, forget about absorption. That's why you're not in shine. Okay. And all those obstacles that that prevent you from achieving shine, from achieving shine, quietude, come abiding, or other words there for it, shamata. It's nang and len. They're all facets of nang and len. The reason your mind sinks, the reason your mind is get too excited, is because of nang and len. The reason that you uh, forget is because of nang and len. The reason that you are lazy, the reason that you are discouraged, the reason that uh, you feel that uh, this, your environment is, uh, is uh, hunting you <laughs> when you're trying to meditate. <laughs> it's because of nag and len. And feeling, th feeling this, doing it that way, getting into bliss, training your mind to get into that state, is tearing away at Negenlen. Okay, I'll tell you this. The reason you're not in bliss all the time is because of Negenlen. There you go. Negenlen. <laughs> <laughs> you should be in bliss all the time. When you sit down, you say, ah, that feels good. When you lie down, ah, that feels good. When you feel pain, it's because of Negenlen. Yes. What's that mean? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, we, we don't have a translation for it yet. Just say it's that there's a psycho-physical substance that makes you feel lazy, that makes you feel heavy in mind, that makes you feel tired. It's, it's the fault of desire realm. That's why you have to sleep. Negan there you go again. <laughs> That's why you can't stay awake 24 hours well, that's why you can't stay awake for, for a week. And at the end of the week, you're ready for another week to stay awake. Neg and Lin. And that's why you're not in Shine right now. Neg and Lin. Okay? And all the other obstacles. Neg and Lin. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> okay, that's it. Uh, we have to leave this premises at 9.30. Is that it? Yeah. 9.30. So, uh, if I haven't seen you, you want to say a quick five minutes or three minutes hello in the other room, okay? And I'll catch you, the rest of you, uh, if I don't get to see you uh, next, next, the following week, not this Friday. Okay. Right.